please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, I'm Greg McIntyre here with attorney Brenton Begley. So I didn't know I was going to have to say it. So you're going to do it for me. <laughs> and uh, this is the Elder Law Report. And we're going to tackle, um, you know, we've laid out a series of topics that we think are going to be tougher topics to tackle um, over the upcoming weeks and schedule those on to record. Today's topic is how a law firm is different and running a law firm is different from running any other business. Okay. And there are also similarities. So we're going to touch on a couple of those things and they all relate to estate planning and elder law, which is the focus of our practice. Okay. So a few things that I'd come up with that we will cover as well as the things that attorney Begley wants to cover. um, And I know he'll have a lot to say about these things are that we cannot advertise the way we advertise. We cannot advertise to you directly. How about we can't contact you directly? All right. Attorneys are like vampires. You have to let them in the house. You have to invite them in. Okay. Uh, In that respect. Right. A little attorney joke there. So, um, you know, whereas any other business, we could solicit business. We could go after business. We have to passively sit back and wait for people to come to us, which makes marketing our services a lot different than most any other business. What do you think, Brent? Yeah. I drove down to Key West recently, all the way from Charlotte area, all the way down to Key West. If you oh, go Canada. through Yeah, all the way through Florida. So I saw all of Florida. If you go through okay. Florida, one thing that stuck out to me is the thousands of billboards for attorneys. Right. Attorney after attorney after have you been injured? Were you hurt? Did you slip and fall? That sort of thing. And it made me chuckle because I was like, man, we really are restricted in the way that we can advertise. <laughs> you know, those rules really restrict how we can advertise. And, you know, these these uh, these firms are out here buying up all the billboard space just to be able to get the name out. Right. And, and how do you differentiate? So then within that space, it's how do you differentiate yourself? from the person next door, right? From the other attorneys, right? So then it's differentiating yourself. If everybody's got a billboard or every attorney's in the yellow pages, it just seems to me you're lost in a sea of yellow pages or the billboards, right? Right. How do you differentiate yourself within that market? Yeah. I think the restriction originally was an idea of, you know, attorneys are skilled at rhetoric. They're skilled at, um, asking questions, convincing people, making convincing arguments. And so the concern was that, you know, attorneys would be able to convince people to, to hire them for things. Maybe they didn't need that sort of thing. I think it's a bit of an antiquated idea. Uh, you know, I think it was able to help mold the practice where a lot of attorneys were, you know, they were waiting for clients to come to them and only going to tackle issues that were actually present for those clients. But seems to me now that that's all you can do, right? I, I, I can't have a client hire me for an issue that I can't help them with. Or if I don't, you know, there's other rules out there that if, if, if there's, you know, that govern the practice of law so that if there's something I can't do for them, but I convince them you know, to hire me for that, then, you know, that, 
there's other rules that provide that that's wrong to do. So it doesn't seem to me for there to be a huge need um, to prevent from direct communication. And a lot of times people don't realize attorneys can't directly communicate to you, but you know, there's this Delta where they need advice. They need to go seek an attorney. They can't have attorneys come to them. So they don't know how to contact an attorney. They, you know, for a lot of attorneys, there's a consult fee. There's, um, you know, a lack of understanding of what those attorneys do. Sometimes when it says, you know, I do um, fiduciary, you know, litigation or even estate planning elder law, I get questions all the time. What is that? Right. Because people may not have that term in their vernacular such that they understand immediately, oh, I need a state planning attorney, right? I need an elder right. law attorney. I need a fiduciary litigation attorney. That's one I saw the other day where I was like, come on, man, you're not helping yourself out on that one. You're like, what is that? So there's this delta where, you know, if we're not directly advertising to people, well, they got to come to us. And it's not always easy to know how to find a good attorney for your particular need. Right. So, you know, I, I see you know, a couple of things as well. One is, and those, those uh, conflict internally with me. Mm-hmm. One reason I think those rules are in place is the attorney with the best reputation wins. Okay. True. That is, that is, that is one reason for those rules. So you're going to seek now, out now, now, you know, there's services right? where your reputation, reputation can be bought in a lot of ways. That, that is true as far as uh, online presence, things like that. Okay. Or super lawyers are being. Abra, right. All these, all these services, which are really fake services that you buy into to say mm-hmm. you're a super lawyer or you're whatever else, right. Are really um, you buy and pay for that. Right. And, yeah. and it's very, you know, it's very easy to do, which is why I discount those things a lot of times because I don't want to have to buy my reputation. Right. Right. And, but the other side of me, who's the hustler, like who wants to hustle on the ball field, right. And likes to play ball with people who hustle and people who, you know, are really active and, and want to, uh, to do well uh, in whatever they do. That side of me feels constrained because I can't fully, um, you know, put our message out the way I'd like to and reach the audience the way I'd like to. So, so we have to be really, um, well, I, well I, I want a great reputation on this end, right? And I think that does win out in the end. Um, still, though, I want to also be active and do the best I can for my family, service as many clients as possible, and put the word out at a high level. And, and we're really restricted from doing that. Um, yeah. So that, that grinds within me a little bit. Um, so we have to be extremely strategic about how we craft our message and um, you know, we do a lot of education and we do those in the form of educational events, uh, social media postings about different legal concepts. Um, you know, we offer free consults uh, to service as many people as possible and answer those questions. And we do routinely for free, uh, whether we get paid or not. And yeah. so e-newsletters um, that if you sign up for our Elder Law Report e-newsletter, you know, this will go out via video, via podcast, right? We do a lot of those things. So, so you know, and you can sign yeah. up for things on our website. But, but you know, so, so those are the, the ways we have to um, 
try to advertise instead of directly contacting folks. Yeah. So they can this back. I like the that we are able to just give out a lot of content for free, but also we're giving out a lot of content for free, right? And that is something that I've never been afraid to do because I think clients deserve it. I think they understand the need for the assistance with an attorney, even if you give all that free information out. And I think it's incumbent upon attorneys to instruct uh, those who aren't attorneys on how it works, right? And get them interested in it. But what kind of is a little bit difficult is if I, I was a doctor, okay? And I learned about something in med school or learned about something in my practice or I read a scientific study and I really understood it. And I was like, man, you know, there's this particular thing that you can do to help you live longer. Or if you stop eating this or stop, you know, drinking, that, whatever it is, like you'll have, you know, a 40% chance of living longer. Like, you know, we've talked about this in the past. Sauna uh, exposure is one of those things that, you know, if you do it regularly for a certain amount of time at a certain heat, um, it's been shown to increase longevity by a crazy large percent, like between 30 and 40%. So that type of thing we can talk about on, on, um, a podcast, we can write an article about it, but we can also tell people, and if I was a doctor, I could also tell people directly, you know, uh, that, you know, that that's the case. I could tell them about it. And, you know, if I knew that as a doctor, I probably wouldn't shut up about it. And I'd probably start selling saunas, right. Uh, or something similar because of how excited that made me. Now, if I go out and I, you know, find something out about the law and find out a way to protect somebody's assets, I can't go directly to people and be like, hey, do you have an attorney? Have you talked to your attorney about this? This is a big deal. You need to know about this, you know, that sort of thing. I have to put that out on more of a global scale and have people wait and try to find an answer for a problem that they already have, which, again, provides a bit of a delta, right? Clients are usually not talking to attorneys until they have an issue that they've run up against rather than being informed and already knowing this stuff. Or preventing preventing the problem, right? Preventative medicine, so to speak, use that analogy, as opposed to, to just treating it at the time that there's a major problem. Exactly. If you're prevented in the first place. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's a great point. So that's one thing that, that those rules could, could prevent, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're giving away a lot of really good information for free that it took you a lot of money in student loans, yeah. right? Education and time to learn yourself. Right. And that, that can be frustrating too, especially for folks who just want those things for free. Right. That yeah. can really, I mean, just admitting that as an attorney and, you know, and I, I try to be as nice a guy as I can and free to give information, but that is frustrating sometimes. And I have to come back, and like start yeah. fresh, a new day fresh or start a new consult fresh sometime yeah. and take a walk when I feel like someone just literally wanted to pick me apart for free well, and had no concept of the fact that what I know and what I'm telling you comes from a place of great experience, learning, education, right? And, and years and years and, and also a lot of money that it cost me to get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, is, it's a bit of a knife in the ribs because I've had this happen before where someone comes in and one of the first things they say is that I'm just here for information. Like, yeah. Well, 
Okay. You know, and it's, you know, it's not like, Hey, I I want you to do something that you don't need. A lot of times they do need something. We'll get talking about something like, Hey, you really need this, you know? Uh, But if you're just here for information, I don't know what that means. Uh, You know, what I feel like it means is that, Hey, I want to take your hard earned, you know, labor essentially um, and, and benefit from it without having to pay you for it, which is, it is a bit of a knife in the ribs, especially if it takes me five minutes to tell you exactly what you need. That doesn't mean it's not it's not worth a lot of money. If I just know the answer, it doesn't mean it's not worth a lot of money. Because if you go to a surgeon or a doctor or whoever, right, and they can tell you in a minute what would save your life. I mean, what is your sure. life worth, right? What sure. is your property? What is your house worth? If I could tell you in a minute how to save it, it's still worth a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I always say there's two sides to that coin. It's mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the perception sometimes is, oh, that's a uh, an easy fix. It shouldn't cost much. Or the other side of that is, hey, if I fix your problem in half the time, should I charge you twice as much? Right. right. You know, so so there's two sides to that coin. Um, and, and you're right. You know, sometimes those revelations that give you those quick answers or revolutionary answers can can cost a lot of time yeah. and experience. Um, to 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 come up with those answers. Right? In fact, you can get punished for being a better attorney in that regard. Yeah, you could. Because if you're if you have a lot of knowledge and experience and can fix a problem very easily, you make it look too easy, so it doesn't look like you did a lot, and it doesn't look like you're worth what you're worth. But right. if I've if I've drafted an amazing trust, and I just know how to do it because I know how trusts work, and I can get it to you quick, doesn't mean that trust isn't worth a lot. You know, when people talk about plug and play or boilerplate language, like it's something that's worthless or cookie cutter. I hear these terms all the time. I'm like, well, number one, my blood, sweat and tears went into drafting this thing. And if I use language that's similar in trust, right, that carry over, it's because that language is my is my intellectual property that I came up with. You know, I mean, it's just anything else. I mean, someone's beautiful, uh, you know, uh, symphony that they came up with. I mean, it's worth something because they came up with it. it doesn't matter if they use that symphony in more than one concert, you know, and it, it, because it works, it's tried and true. It'll give you chills to the bone. It'll give you that transcendent experience of being in a symphony. And same thing with a trust. If it's tight, if it's going to work, if it's going to protect the assets, that's the language that you need. It doesn't matter if I came up with it, you know, in, in one night, um, in, in a week or however long it took me, that's blood, sweat, tears, research, and a lot of money that I put into making sure that trust is written correctly. You're like the Beethoven of trust drafting. That's what I was trying to get to. I like that ana- analogy a yeah, lot. I can, I can hear a little bit better in him, but just, and, you know, and I always like to hold up a mirror when, you know, I'm taking those walks or I'm trying to reset, you know, for another consult or another day. Um, and I say, you know, I have control of charging for consultations or not charging. So I I, I willingly put myself in those situations too. You know, I will say though that that ultimately I've gotten a lot of good out of giving free advice, even though it hurts in the moment. You know, uh, because at least I know (laughs) that they were given the right advice, and uh, at least I know a lot of times people, you know, they come back to you and they need other things or whatever. Um, it's not necessarily about that, but it is about kind of feeling like your time is wasting. So we're, you know, that's the other thing about attorneys that people don't understand is we track time so much, right? 
that we're always constantly thinking about time and is this a waste of time, right? right. Uh, and not necessarily, I don't want to deem it as a waste, but, but also you want to think about, okay, well, how much am I worth as an attorney per hour? Because that's what it takes to take my business to that next level and compensate my people fairly. I mean, if you think about how we need to pay our people, a lot of people think about, you know, a lot of businesses, our sales, the revenue, but right. ours is based off of how much we're worth an hour. Cause that caps the revenue that we can get. And so if we want to, if we want to make sure our people are paid well, which we do, because we want quality work for our clients then we need to make sure we charge what we're worth. And so That's we're right. always thinking of the time. There's a perception out there too. I think that uh, uh, things are worth what you pay for them. I could probably get the same jeans, 10 different places. And one might cost me a thousand dollars and one might cost me $30, but they're essentially the same denim and the same jeans. Right. And the perception is that that top, top designer is that that's a better product. Right. Right. Uh, and that might be true. I don't know, but there is a perception that things are worth what you pay for them. So, so uh, uh, yeah, I think that there is a, I think that's a spectrum. I think it's true to an extent. I think there is a, a um, if we're looking at kind of a, a plot graph, you know, you'd have all these dots, plotting right in the in, on this side of the graph and it gets less and less as you go along where you would see yes at a certain price range things are you get what you pay for right um so between a you know 1999 toyota camry and a um 2010 you know volvo you know what i'm saying that both um you know one, one being one being used quite a bit, the other one being low mileage, you know, you're probably going to have um, a lot better vehicle buying the newer one that costs a little bit more than the old banger beater, right? So I think that's true to an extent once you get to a certain price range, after a certain price range between the, you know, Mer- $60,000 Mercedes and the, you know, $80,000 Range Rover, there's probably not that much of a difference. They all have a heated seats, it's leather, got a heated steering wheel, whatever, Right. I think there's that perception is useful when you get to a certain point. And, but if you have no concept, you have no conception of what it might cost in the first place, you, you just don't know really what you're paying for. And that's you the market. You don't know the market. If you know the, know the market, you can be, you can be put off by hiring an attorney because you don't know what worth, you know, is being provided. I know that we, we evaluate our pricing every year. And we try to be competitive um, and also um, offer really top-notch, what we believe are top-notch estate planning services for a reasonable price. I mean, we've always tried to price our legal services that way. Um, So there's also constantly changing laws, right? Um, The legal profession, there's constantly changing laws. Uh, so, you know, we're constantly looking at a changing legal landscape uh, and and we're constantly educating ourselves. Right. I mean, we're constantly there. We're constantly dealing with ethical and legal issues that we make multiple times in those decisions, multiple times on a daily basis, probably more than any other business or industry. Right. And so, you know, so it's a constant 
education uh, and changing landscape, right? So it's like forever school and forever. Yeah. I used to work for companies that would have a whole compliance department filled with attorneys just to make sure that company was in compliance with the changing laws. And what's funny about a law firm is that you're your own compliance department, you know, like Wells Fargo has a whole team of attorneys around the world that will update on banking regulations around the world to make sure that they're in compliance with those regulations. Now we have the same thing. It's just us, you know, Mm -hmm. And it is the attorney and you have to make sure that you're keeping up on that stuff, um, which costs money, too, by the way. It costs money to run those services that you can research the law. And then separately, it costs money to run services that will update you on changes in the law. Uh, Those are things that people don't really realize. And a lot of times when we're doing something, one of the first things we have to do is go ahead and, you know, figure out, okay, has anything changed since the last time I did this? Which is a big deal. Sure. Or it's tough to figure that out. Agreed. So, you know, in our new series, we're going to cover some controversial topics and we're going to talk about things that we find interesting as well that we think other people would find interesting. These are the conversations that you and I have about different aspects of our practice and business on a regular basis, right? Yeah. We're having that conversation and recording it today, right? Yeah. I think it's good to have an insight on what it looks like to run a business, run a law firm. And I think it's helpful for people who maybe are clients, maybe future clients, maybe past clients, maybe just people who want to know about this sort of thing to see kind of the, the insight on what we deal with on a daily basis. Um, you know, because I certainly I, I would have loved to live a life where I could do a million different things. Um, we talked about this in the past. We both want a manufacturing company. We want construction company. All these things interest us. You know, it's interesting to see how the sausage is made behind the scenes, you know, and what it takes to run a business. I think law in particular is something unique. They don't teach you in law school how to run a business. Um They don't really teach you the law in law school, (laughs) how to be a lawyer, you know. Um, I think they teach you the the law. Well, they teach you the law, but not not how to research, how to be a lawyer, and definitely not not nothing about the business side. Um, They more they they mostly teach you to think like a lawyer in law school, right? And they agree. Then in bar study, they teach you the law, and then after that, you learn on your own all the other stuff, you know. So. Yeah, so it's and very unique, and we love to be able to give insight. There are tough lessons. There, you know, probably in any business in life, but there, there are tough lessons. It's, it's a, I would say, it is a tough business. It is a tough business. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it you know, not a business for the faint of heart, but, but, uh, it'll make a, it'll make a grown up out of you really quick. Yeah. You know. It will. It'll make. I started to say it'll make a man out of you, but it could make a woman out of you too. I guess, right? It, it will yeah. make you take your game to another level, and it'll keep doing that throughout your life. That's one of the things I love about it. Just so folks out there watching don't think that these are a couple of attorneys whining. You know, the law and my profession has brought me um, uh, a lot of great things and friends and uh, a, a business teammates uh, that I love and consider family. And, and also, um, 
has provided for my family while also allowing me to care for others. Um, and it's giving help us others. Yeah. And well. it's challenging. Yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah. The business side is a challenge and you have all these little compartments, you know, marketing, HR, um, you know, CEO, COO. Uh, and a lot of times we're wearing a lot of those hats, right? Mm. That's the trick. And that's really the trick to growth is to be able to take off those hats and then specialize, but to be able to have the plan and, and, and the ability to do that easier said than done. So when you see law firms that have grown to a super large size, um, sometimes you look up at those things and you're like, but how? And you don't know how to connect those dots. So, um, you know, on paper, it seems really easy. In practice, it's not always so easy. Um, but I don't think, you know, I don't think I'd rather do anything else. You know, I, right. I really wouldn't. Today, I wouldn't anyway. Some days, it depends on the day you ask me. But even on my worst day, um, even on bad things that happen, I'm learning from those things and I'm thankful for those things. Uh, in those experiences. So, um, I, you know, I'm very thankful for all our clients out there and we'll continue working hard for you, um, doing our research, making sure we're right on the law and, uh, and continuing to offer you affordable uh, legal services, free consults uh, and those things. We'll work to keep those uh, the same as long as we can. Um, and again, that's always a fight and an internal struggle uh, in trying to take care of our team too, right? And grow. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you having this discussion with me today, Brenton. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I love having it. All right. And we'll we'll, we'll see you next time on the Elder Law Report. All right. Please, see you. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. We put off planning till things get slow Tomorrow's never promised today Don't get too busy and let it all slip away Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Foundational planning or more complex We can help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Estate planning benefits and even probate we take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for your family. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law.